finally a regular old-fashioned tavern. Yeah, that's what I thought, but this place is actually kind of weird. Is it? Yeah, every time I talk to somebody, they just say the same thing over and over. And the bartender keeps asking me if I want to stay the night. Oh, that's actually a good deal. They have great beds, and if you sleep here, you'll get all your HP and MP back. MP? You know, MP. Magic points. Magic points? You mean you don't have an MP meter? You poor thing. Yeah, well, I'm pretty strong, so... Hey, there's a jukebox. And lucky for us, it's still powered by regular old coins. Phew. The first track I'm going to pick is from the game Killer Instinct. The title is Saber Wolf's Theme. It was composed by Robin Beanland and Graham Norgate. It's for the Super Nintendo, and it was suggested by The Messenger. Ironic twist, the messenger left no message with their suggestion. So let's discuss. This is a great track to start off October, right? Oh, do you mean because it's Halloween? It has a Halloween-y feel. I like the march. I like the attitude. Um, I like the organ. Yeah, it is a little spooky, huh? It's cool. I looked this game up because I wasn't really familiar with it. It's a fighting game in the vein of Mortal Kombat, but it's Mortal Kombat light, it seems. You have finishing moves, but you don't disembowel, any, disembowel anybody. So... Oh, I see. It kind of taps into that need to have a fatality without it being a gore fest. And Saber Wolf is actually a werewolf. Oh. I think I remember yeah. Killer Instinct as being a, a kind of game where you could button mash and everything would look like real cool um, probably like the fighting engine creates like this uh, like almost everything is a combo if I remember right yes this is the combo game and the combo breaker oh right and this song actually reminds me of a tune from Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past when you first get to Hyrule Castle this song reminds me of that song, which I love. Well, let's move on to our next suggestion. Uh, this is Underwater slash Coral Reef from The World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. It's composed by Haruyo Oguro and Tomoku Sasaki. 
and it was suggested by our friend Meat Man. Meatman says, Long days in my friend's basements were spent just trying to get to this level so we could hear this song and float around in bubbles, which is always a good time. I've never played this game, but it sounds fun. Meatman is absolutely correct about the bubbles. The bubbles is very fun. Yeah, it's definitely got an ethereal quality. I feel like I'm a little bit lighter just listening to it. I feel very relaxed. Yeah, this could be another um, video game massage track. <laughs> yeah, it could. At the video game spa. I'm going to pick it up a little bit with our next selection which is from the game Parodius Da. The title of this track is Island of Pirates. It was composed by Kazuhiko Uehara and Hideyuki Eito. It's for the Super Famicom, and it was recommended by Nathaniel. This listener also did not leave a testimonial, but I can actually fill in that gap because Nathaniel is my husband, and I have been listening to this soundtrack a lot lately. 
Proteus Da is one of his favorite games, and he's been getting wicked good at it, actually. First of all, um, it's awesome that you have this game. It's pretty rare, isn't it? It's... I don't know if it's rare. This was only released for the Super Famicom, and it wasn't released in North America. So you either have to get the PAL version or the Japanese version. So we got the Japanese version. I mean, well, yeah, that sounds like rare enough for me. But, um, you know, the song sounds real cool. And um, it just kind of makes me think about the way that people don't really appreciate video game music. I think in some part it has to do with the fact that they're not listening to it in headphones. Like, all music sounds kind of bad out of your TV anyways, but That's this, a good point. But this has some, like, detailed little juicy bits that are yeah. sounding really good in my ears right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're little flutters and accents yeah. in one side or the other. Those arpeggios feel like they're reaching into my organs right now. <laughs> it's a deep arpeggio. Yeah, through my ears into my organs. The Proteus games actually use a lot of straight-up classical music. So I'm not sure if any parts of this song are classical compositions interwoven with the original stuff. But the game definitely has straight-up classical music in it. I would like to hear more classical music that reaches into my bowels. <laughs> It's a great game. This game is hard. It's very, very difficult. It's very cute. Have you ever seen any of the Proteus games? No. But if I ever go to Boston, you guys have to let me play. Absolutely. 100%. For our next track, I'm going to play Act 1, Non-Malta. This is from Worm, Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's composed by Dota Ando for the NES, and it's sent in by Mysterious Sausage. Sausage writes, This game is cool as ice. It's part shoot 'em up, part platformer, part adventure game, and all the music is great. I just picked this one from the first part because I think it really gets you pumped to get running, pumped to get wrecked, pumped to get wormed. <laughs> um, 
This is some classic Nintendo Entertainment System goodness. Yeah, it's great. I got a couple things to say, maybe unrelated to the music a little bit. One, Mysterious Sausage. Why are there so many meat-related listeners? <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if, uh, just a lot of video game music enthusiasts also are enthusiasts of, uh, meat. Or meat substitutes. This is funny to me, because I don't actually eat meat, so we gotta get some Team Tofu up in here. Let's get some Tofurky usernames. Yeah. In episode 5, I discussed uh, the possibility that, um, based on the similarity of tracks that exist between Super Black Bass uh, 3 and Okamoto Match Play Golf, which was known to be composed by Dota Ando, perhaps Dota Ando also composed Super Black Bass 3. However, I received a message from Brent Weinbach, who recently discovered the composers to Super Black Bass 3, and they are Tsukushi Sasaki and Michia Hirasawa. The similarity mystery between solved. those tracks, though, yeah, the mystery is solved, but why those tracks sound so similar um, remains a mystery, a little bit. Were they both just listening to Never Gonna Give You Up? <laughs> Perhaps. That can happen, though. I was just speaking with a good friend of mine about that controversy with George Harrison. Oh, right. And I believe it was My Sweet Lord. And how he subconsciously took a melody from another the song and got sued for the it. The chiffons. It happens. All right. Next up, we have a track from the Virtual Boy. Another Virtual Boy track. This one was sent in to us by Tom. It's from the game Telero Boxer, which was composed, the music to which was composed by... Katsuya Yamano, and the title is Staff Roll.
Tom writes, How do you guys feel about playing Virtual Boy tracks? Well, Tom, we feel very good about it. This track is amazing for an 8-bit system. It essentially consists of a bunch of solo sections stuck together on top of awesome bass lines. I often got this song stuck in my head when I was curling, yes, the sport with the brooms on ice, in the past year. It's so groovy and happy and pumped me up. Song of the year. No joke. I love this track so much. Yeah. This is so good. It's jam, for sure. It's I, jam. I just want to play air bass all day on this. It's fantastic. And also, I looked up some information on the Virtual Boy because I really didn't know anything about the specifics of the system. And it's not actually an 8-bit system. I had assumed it was as well, but it is a 32-bit system. It was Nintendo's first 32-bit system. And I got a little bit more information, too, from our friend Bogus Meat Factory, who said... Because we had discussed the Virtual Boy on an earlier episode, and, and I had asked, do you need headphones? Where does the music come from? So oh, right. he messaged me and gave me some answers and said... To answer the question, the sound did come out of the system, but you had to use headphones to get the full experience. There are six channels, the first four having identical wavetables, independent left and right volume levels, and the sixth channel is for noise. This system seriously had the best sound chip out of all the systems, and it really produced such great sound. I love it. I wish people used it for chiptunes. That was Bogus Meat Factory, giving us the lowdown on the Virtual Boy specifications. Hey, me too. Um, let's listen to more Virtual, uh, Boy. Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. You keep wanting future. to drop that L. Yeah. You keep wanting to make it into a Sega system. Let's move on to our next track. Uh, this was brought to our attention by Steven, and this is a track from Last Bible 3, a track called Red Owl, composed by Hiroyuki Yanada for the Super Famicom.
Steven writes, This has slowly become one of my favorite 16-bit soundtracks. I don't know much about this game, but I'm assuming the Red Owl is basically here to save the day while conveying some bittersweet wisdom. I don't know, maybe even sacrificing himself for us all. Musically, one of the best slash funniest parts of this song is Rock Oboe. The inclusion of oboe in the jam gives this rocking song an eerie ghostly sadness, while the saxophone is there to keep things grounded and serious. I love this. This is like a classic, um, it's got this RPG sound that I like. I feel like I'm on a little adventure. It feels like maybe it's a little foggy. Um, it's a nice break from all those summertime jams we've been listening to. This one's nice and cool. I would agree with that. I do feel the fogginess. I hadn't thought about it that way until you said it, but as soon as you said it, it made complete sense to me. Oh, maybe I do have some magic. I wanted to mention that the last Bible games are actually a part of the Megami Tensei series. We've heard from the Megami Tensei games a lot. I feel like I am always talking about them. From Wikipedia, the series is part of the media franchise Megami Tensei, but as Last Bible was developed for a wider audience, including children, the series is toned down compared to Shin Megami Tensei. For instance, players meet monsters rather than demons, and most of the Last Bible title takes place in a medieval fantasy world. Oh, okay. Um, what? Monsters rather than demons? Yeah, the Megami Tensei games are pretty dark. It's all about summoning demons and transmutation circles and oh. the devil. And oh. I suppose Last Bible was lightened up and brightened up and sweetened up. Okay. Um, and a medieval fantasy world instead of, what, a satanic ritual world? I think that's pretty much it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, and rock oboe. Last Bible brought in the rock oboe. I don't know if... Yeah, for the kids. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Kids love some rock I do oboe. love that too, though, actually, I have to say. I have a soft spot in my heart for the clarinet family of instruments. Oh, yeah, the reeded instruments? Yeah, so I really do like hearing them show up like that. Oboe is a double reeded, I think. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's how you make the big bucks. Be the only person uh, who can play it, and they'll just have to hire you. Whenever they play the uh, last Bible 3, they'll just have to hire you. I would actually really love to hear this played by an orchestra. That melody is so catchy. That would be nice. Yeah. You know, uh, they're doing more and more stuff at like Hollywood Bowl video game music and stuff like that. Oh, yeah? But they're still kind of, I think, on the popular tracks. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But, you know, the more and more this music gets rediscovered, who knows what the future holds. Do you think there's a future where, like... It's actually cool, like, and uh, maybe even mainstream to be up on video game compositions. I think I was having a conversation about this once, and most people did not agree with me, but I'll put this forth for you as well. 
I kind of think that video game music may eventually reach folk music status. And I don't mean folk music perhaps in the usual way it's used. I guess I mean more traditional music. Because in the special stage episode that we did, you were talking about how video game music is kind of stripped from the surrounding elements of composer and scene. It just exists as music. And I think when people are listening to video game music, they do think of the game. And I mean, just think about how many people heard these exact same songs played the exact same way. Kids playing the games, their parents overhearing it in the house. I just think that the quantity of people who know the Super Mario Brothers first theme, for example, is huge. And it's almost, I think it's almost kind of transcending to a status of, it's just a piece of culture that everybody knows at this point. I do think there's some important differences between the way we're listening now and the way they were originally heard. Mm-hmm. One is hearing them through your car speakers or headphones instead of the TV. Right. And the other is hearing them without sound effects interrupting. That's a funny point. Just to bring up a story about my husband again. We do listen to chiptunes in the car a lot. And sometimes I try to get him to guess the game or I pick a game that I, I know he's played in his childhood and see if he can remember. So on one particular car ride, I brought up the F-Zero music and he was like, ah, it's familiar, but I can't place it. I don't know what this is. And then I played the driving sound effect of the car and he said, F-Zero. Because <laughs> that's all you hear when you're playing F-Zero is that car sound over the music. Or if you're me, you always hear that sound of like driving over the uh, the bar- the barrier, those electric barriers. Oh yeah, you know hitting into the barriers. Yeah. Exploding, dying. Oh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Smoking wreckage of the car. That happens a lot in that game. Yeah. All right. I think I just wanted to listen to this for a while. Yeah, we just wanted to talk for time so we could enjoy it. This is a good conversation track. Well, that's it for our selections. And I think the band wants to take the stage again, so we should wrap it up here. A super special thanks to this week's recommenders. The Messenger, Meat Man, Nathaniel, Tom, Mysterious Sausage, and Steven. Hey, and I also want to give a special thanks to anybody who's commenting on the page. It's great to see that. Oh, Um, yeah, it's fun, and people are saying such nice things. We love you guys. Thank you. I think uh, video gamers as a group, not necessarily known for being super nice, but I think the people who are into video game music are super cool. I would completely agree. We're cool. <laughs> We're nice. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. And that includes the Legacy Music Hour fans. Thanks so much for stopping over here and checking us out. There are people popping in from VG Empire as well. Wonderful. It's yeah. great to see you guys. We also got our first iTunes rating. I saw that. Two shmups up, in fact. Two shmups up. Um, the best kind of rating. Do you remember the guy's name? It's, his or her name is Quality. Um, so thank you, Quality, for giving us our first iTunes rating. Yeah, maybe you, listener, would like to rate us too. 
be second, you know, because sometimes you don't want to be first. That's right. No shame in second place. And also thanks to everyone else who's written in and submitted suggestions. We're getting through them. We'll get to you. Send us more, though. And you can visit us at the vgmjukebox.blogspot.com. Click Suggest a Track on the right-hand side to fill out the recommendation survey. Or you can always send us an email at thevgmjukebox at gmail.com. And as uh, you know, you can find us on iTunes. Um, there's a link for it at our website, or you can just obviously search in your podcast podcast catcher, whatever. Please, subscribe, comment, rate. Do all the stuff that is good in the world. You're very good at that. Who? Who is good at you. that? You. You. <laughs> He's just good at, at pushing product, I guess. Oh, sure. And being enigmatic. All right, so everybody, we'll meet you here again in two weeks at the VGM Jukebox. We'll see you then. See ya.